All right, we're live. Nice. Yo. John, welcome back. Hey. How was uh how was LA? LA was good, although I spent a lot of it sick, so it uh, could have been better. Oh, oh man. Did you get something like while you were there? No, I just like my my stomach. So every now and then my stomach just kind of acts up like I have IBS, so like uh. I'll eat something and it'll just set me in the bad mood. It's not food poisoning, but it's just like I just feel yeah. gross. <clears throat> And I had to keep using the washroom, and that's exactly what my body decided to do. That's bad so, timing. Like, I, I was basically, I spent like half the trip in pain. It sucked. That, yeah, that does suck. The actual trip I'm itself sorry. was great, but man, just kept having to go out of commission. Well, outside of the bathroom stuff, um, how did the actual event go? It, Indie Live, is that what it was called? Indie Land. Indie Land, okay. Indie Land went great. Uh, we raised, I think, in total over a hundred thousand bucks for dementia research. Nice, congrats. Just fixing that. Uh, it went really good. It was a super busy event. Uh, got to meet some cool people there. Got to meet. I think the biggest person I got to meet was uh, AEW wrestler Adam Cole. Oh, weird. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's a friend of Gerard's, <laughs> so he just he was there helping co-host. He was super nice. Nice. Okay. Cool. Nice. Very yeah. cool. Got to meet, got to chat with a bunch of devs, got to try out some games that weren't out and had just come out. Cool stuff. Nice. That's great. I'm glad you had a good time. How was the flight scenarios? Uh, the actual flights, for the most part, were fine. Uh, when I got into LA, I had to do a ride share to get there, like an Uber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hadn't been in LAX in like four years, so I didn't realize they had moved where you actually get your ride. So okay. I kept trying to use my phone to be like, hey, all right, pick someone get someone to pick me up here. And it wouldn't let me. It was bringing up a weird pop-up that didn't say anything. So, sorry, okay. buddy. Uh, so while that was going <laughs> on, uh, I just it just kept happening over and over. So I figured, like, I haven't used Uber in like four years. Maybe it's just not up to date. So I spent all this time, like, trying to get it to work. Uh, and then eventually I realized uh, they had actually moved it to a new area. So I had to take a bus specifically to get to the area where you're supposed to use the ride share. So I did that. I took the bus to get there. Uh, and then the app was still giving me error. So I switched from that to go to Lyft, yep. ordered a Lyft ride. And uh, in the time it took me to do all that, it burned most of my battery power. So I had 15% left when I ordered my ride. And with two minutes left before they showed up, my phone died. Jesus. So I have like a, a couple <clears throat> like backup no. battery. You know, you're traveling. It, backup it broke. Battery. My backup oh. battery. My backup battery broke because I hadn't been traveling. So okay. I had to throw it out. So uh, I'm just like freaking out. I'm like, OK, if I wait a couple minutes, he'll show up. I remembered enough of his license plate and his car make that I would be able to find him. <laughs> oh, man. So I sat there for a couple minutes. He didn't show up. Uh, so I went, I found an area to charge my phone, but it did not charge my phone very fast. I think I got 1% after five minutes. Okay. I think it's, I think it said to charge my phone in full would take six hours or something bonkers like that. Okay. Fuck. Uh, so I got myself to like 2% power, turned on my phone to see if I could like with it plugged in still just like message them or see if they were there or where they were. Uh, notice I had a voicemail call, called it, my phone died making that call so i didn't even get to hear what it was okay. and i'm freaking out again i'm like what am i gonna do i can't just sit here it's actually like really cold in la for some reason it was below like nine degrees celsius so i had to like pull out my winter jacket and put it on sure 
because uh, I'd been standing outside for like an hour plus at that point. I'm actually kind of surprised that you packed a winter jacket. Because I it was snowing before we left. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just threw it in my suitcase when I okay. got to the airport. Uh, so did all that, freaking out, like, what am I do next? Then I realized I actually, like, remember the name of the hotel because I had to give it to customs. So I'm like, okay, I think I know the address. Like, if I tell them this, maybe I can get a taxi. So mm-hmm. I find Old a taxi school. area, hop in that line. That line takes another, like, 20 minutes. Get in it. Uh, taxi driver knows exactly where to go. We, we take yeah. off. I find a charger inside the taxi, charge my phone. It charges way faster there. Uh, pull up my phone. The first thing that pops up on my phone is a message from my Lyft driver saying like, hey, where are you? I'm here. And then them canceling the ride. And then uh, I call the voicemail to see what that message I got was. And it was EB telling me that Tactics Ogre had shown up. It wasn't even my (laughs) Lyft driver the entire time. Wow. (laughs) Well. I mean, did you pick up Taxis Over when you got back? I did. I did. Okay. Nice. Right here. Okay. Great. There it is. Taxis Overborn. Great. Cool. Yep. Nice. There you go. Well, so, hey, sorry to hear that. That's a that's a trip, stressful. Trip now, back. Now, you know, trip you back know, went way better. Yeah. You know, <laughs> trip uh, back went way better. Ch- check cool. your backup batteries before you leave. Yeah. That's I have awesome. a new backup battery there because, ironically, the gift bag I got for hosting at the event gave me one. So, nice. Like, right on. Very and cool. uh, what was I going to say? The uh, the weird thing was most of the bad trip luck I had happened before I left because my ca- my flight got rescheduled twice. Like my flight there got rescheduled once and my flight back got rescheduled twice. I was supposed it's- to like leave at like eight or nine and like come back around like three or four. Both of them got bumped hours. I didn't get home to like 11. Yeah, it's been a nightmare at our airport. It's been an absolute fucking nightmare. Every flight has been canceled or pushed back or it's been a hell week. I, I am worried because I know I've got my uh, I just booked my flights for Magfest and that's in January. Oh, okay. And I'm like, this is they're not. There's no way they're going to stay in the same slot. There's no way. Well, I feel like because obviously I've been doing like a lot of travel lately. I feel like half of mine get in, like interrupted in some capacity for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. I um. I just booked a flight down to L.A. in two weeks because I'm going to go to the Game Awards and watch it live. Nice. Which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I had the opportunity to do that and I figured that would be fun. I've never done that uh, live. You know, I always enjoy watching it, the live streams. But if I have this opportunity, why not? So I'm going to do that in a couple of weeks. Nice. And that's a Thursday. So we're going to have to figure out podcast stuff because I will not be available. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul, how's your week been? Uh, it's been fine. Um, I mean, Sumo's back, so that's kind of like anti-gaming stuff. I've been watching that, but uh, mostly it's the games I've been playing has been taking up a lot of my time. I'm trying to, I've been trying to kind of clear them out a little bit because Pokemon is out now, and it is. Yep. I know I was gonna, I picked that up, so I'm gonna be. Trying You're the that Pokemon out. fanatic, so that's yeah, that's what they call me. Yep. yep. <laughs> but um. Yeah, it's just been gaming this week. Uh, some good stuff has come out, and hopefully Pokemon is also good. Which well, that's be, what a great transition, because this happens to be a video game podcast. 
Um, oh, hey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the Top Down Perspective. It's November 17th. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. Uh, I'm going to go with John because you didn't fill out the doc. Did you play anything? Uh, I played a bunch of stuff at the events. Or yeah. So what did you play? Segments on that. Or maybe unreleased stuff, some exciting things? Uh, let me get the entire. From what I saw, I think it's a lot of stuff that I've seen at some recent events. So I might have, you, I might have some shared have. opinions. Depending so on here what were you... all here were all the segments I was on for. Uh, sea of Stars, no, oh. by Sabotage. So this is the latest game from the Messenger devs. Oh, okay, that's cool. It's yeah. is it? It's set in the Messenger universe, right? It is set in the Messenger universe, but it very much doesn't look like it. If that makes sense. Like, this okay. looks like a cross between Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, uh, and it, it looks fantastic. The sprite work is great. The gameplay looks really fast and lively. There's a lot of, there's active time, like, you know, reaction button presses for extra damage, and there's also combo systems, so you can do, like, two t- uh, team attacks and tech attacks like Chrono Trigger. It looks fantastic. The music sounds great. The sprite work is great. I just, it just looks, I'm just so excited for it. Have they said in any way how it connects to the messenger? I haven't really been following any of the. Previews. I think they've just said it's in universe. Okay. I asked them uh, like, what is like, is there going to be a uh, shopkeeper equivalent, the one that just <laughs> likes to tell stories, and there is one. So. So I, I actually, was going. They to actually ask. asked me to narrate it during the event. So. Oh okay. I was going to ask, what do you guys think the like connections are? Because my guess was going to be the same shopkeeper shows up, but. I, I hope he does. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe uh, I, I think I forget <clears> if they said <throat> this is a prequel. I forget if they actually said that. But it'd be funny if this led to like them forcing or creating like the the whole thing in the first place, like the whole band of the protectors. Yeah, I don't know. To be fair, I forget a lot of the story in Messenger, uh, and I I primarily just remember that that shopkeeper is the best thing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, Cult of the Lamb was played. Yeah, yeah that game's sure. great. That, that's been out for a while. It's a good game. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, Rift of the Necro Dancer was played. That game's great. Okay. Yeah, that looks like a fun rhythm spin-off game uh, from the Crypt of the Necro Dancer team and Crypt devs. It just looks like silly, awesome fun, and like the rhythm game seems to get really difficult. So I'm glad oh, to I'm see sure. like it's not just like a super breeze. Yeah, I also just really like that they were just like, we need to do some rhythm heaven in here because there's not enough rhythm heaven games out there. True. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. What else was I on for? Do, 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 do. <clears throat> they must have moved the schedule. Oh, they moved the schedule around a bit because I was on for Haunty as well. H a u n t i i. This was like a like a, a monochrome style game about you being like a ghost that tries to okay. escape purgatory and and hell, but in ascend with like an angel that they love, but they get sent back and they have to find their way around. You can possess items around there. Uh, you have to stay in the light because if you go in the darkness, like even bigger oh, demons try to okay. kill you. Like it was really artistic, looked really cool. Yeah, I've seen this somewhere on like a live stream or something. But yeah, very very striking art style for sure. Yeah. Uh, then I was on for Lunastus, which is a game that came out right before the event. It's a. Uh, 32-bit style 3D platformer, kind of like a Spiral of the Dragon, but like you can just kind of free run. You have a double jump and a spin attack to give yourself a third jump. You can attack enemies. It just was like a nice flow state style game. 
that just like looks like a like a PlayStation One era game. It was honestly really fun. And it's like five dollars on Steam. It, very low poly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very PlayStation One. Looks great. It was like fun <clears> to play. Uh, some of Eternia. S u m m u m a e t r n a. I'm just going off the schedule here. This is apparently a sequel slash prequel to another game that came out. I forgot the name of that one. But this one's in early access currently, I believe. And uh, it's a roguelike Metroidvania. Hey. Well, I guess, yeah, so like it's like a hack and slash. You get, you're going to unlock different weapon types like scythes, swords, and pistols. There's like four different biomes you can go to. Uh, there's just like upgrades you can find. It, it was just really cool looking. It looked like they're pretty tight and pretty fun. Okay. I got to play uh, Culebra and the Souls of Limbo, which was a, uh, it's the art style essentially of like Paper Mario, but themed around Day of the Dead. Oh, this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and also like basically the mechanics of Majora's Mask where you have like a time loop you're in and you need to figure out like what time of day someone is doing what. So you have to like solve puzzles based on the time of day and like what certain NPCs are doing. Okay. That one was actually really cool. We got to like look around and like solve a bunch of puzzles. It was the same demo that's available now on Steam, yeah. but it was it was just a fun beat, uh, fun game to play. This demo's sure. been out for a while. Uh, summer of yes. last year. Yeah. yeah, I think they said currently like it's a five chapter game, and they're currently working on chapter three. But like oh, it's a okay. small okay. it's a small team, and I think they're only working on a part time. Sure. Uh. Farewell North. Oh, yes, this one. Okay. Farewell North was a game where you play as a border collie and you try to uh, help your human while they are running around some aisles in Scotland trying to kind of process the death of their mother and a bunch of other things about themselves. All right. This looks like my shit now. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very artistic game where like it's all like monochrome, but like anytime the dog barks, like you, you bring color around you. So you have to keep like solving puzzles and try to cheer up your human so that more color surrounds you and kind of like colors up the islands and gives your human closure for everything they're working towards i am here for games about feelings with a capital f yep you're gonna want that one that one's yours (laughs) mick pixel three hell yeah i was excited about that one that fucking ruled i mean that's that's out now too but it was it was like a day or two away from coming out of time that is fantastic if you like Pixel one you'll love mick pixel three that i'm so excited that's like very high on my like i need to get to play this it's like a budget title it's like 10 bucks i also just kind of love the idea that like it's been 10 years since the last mcpixel like which just sounds crazy yeah oh. i know they, i think they said like if you buy mcpixel 3 they'll give you mcpixel 1 as well because i think like right now it's on sale for like one buck yeah oh man sense. okay yeah but no, I, I played so that good. at like, the event and I've played it here on like on stream and at home and it's just mwah, it's perfect. Great. Yeah, love it. that first one was so funny, like just some really great jokes. I, I am proud to say like this one still holds up too. this one has got some great bits in it as well. Nice. Uh, so I was on host for these, but I didn't play these ugly, which is a uh, puzzle game akin to braid where you are uh, you get the ability to use a mirror to split your reality so you can make a mirror reflection of yourself and you can jump back and forth between their position so that's how you solve puzzles in a 2d plane like you're like okay i need to get into this next room but there's a wall but if i use a mirror there'll be a mirror version of myself walking on the other side of the mirror that i can jump into that body 
and then keep looking around the room and pick up keys and stuff like that. Okay, this was like okay. this was like a super gorgeous puzzle game, and it very much reminded oh. me of uh, Braid. Yeah, this looks great. I love this art yeah. style. Very that colorful. One, like, it, played, it played really good, and like the the puzzles in it were like they're pretty challenging by the end. Nice. Townseek looked like a really interesting, like chill game. Like you were just a, I think you were like a bird in like an airship, and all you did was like it was a commerce game where you would pick up items in one area and sell them to another area, do side quests to open up areas of the world, explore this giant map. It just seemed like cool. a nice, chill, like vibe kind of game, and that one looked really fun to do. Uh, and the last one, oh no, that's not the last one I was on for. Uh, Aka, that is. Uh, you are a red panda. You're you're a red panda who uh, just survived a war, and you need to go find somewhere to kind of like get away from everyone and try to like calm down and like uh, kill no more. So you go to this island where you meet up with a friend, where he gives you a house, and you have to like reclaim the land around you. It plays a lot like a Harvest Moon, where you have you like you can pick up things, you can combine things to make them, you can do farming. You can, okay, so uh, farming simulator. Okay, it's a farming simulator esque game, but also like there's like heavy story elements to it. Another great art style. This looks really good. Yeah, this one. This comes out. I think, uh, I think it was in the Indie yeah. Land Direct recently uh, from Nintendo, or sorry, Indie World Direct from Nintendo. Yeah, this comes out in a month, just under a month. I came back on for Gestalt, Steam, and Cinder, which is a game I've been super excited about for a long time. And I found out on stage that my friends were actually the producers for the game now. So they're actually uh, helping produce it. Jesse Cox, the completionist, and Dodger are all helping pay for this. And this is a gorgeous-looking Metroidvania with, like, looks just fantastic. It's a steampunk style. Sprite work is phenomenal. The controls look really tight. It's got a detailed, like... uh, like a skill tree for unlocking new moves and stuff like that. It just looks really good. Paul, this one's definitely going to be up your alley too. Yeah, that I've been I've been wanting to play this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, just say Metroidvania and Paul puts it on his wish list. So I mean, yeah, but like been a, a lot of this a lot of this hits the notes for him, so. This does that, this is some good-looking pixel art for sure. This is that's all the stuff that I was on or on stage for, so. Okay. Cool. And nice. then yesterday I played a bunch of games on stream. I think I played Lunastus. <laughs> yep. Okay. I, I did a sponsored segment for uh, Atari 50th, the anniversary uh, celebration. Oh, we yeah. should talk about that. I played some of that tonight. That played actually is really good. <laughs> is it? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's super interesting. It, the best way I could describe it is it is an interactive museum. Yeah. And their kind of pitch, and I totally agree with this pitch, is instead of just like giving you like a whole collection of games that, you know, those come out all the time. First off, this is other this is digital clips who do who are like the gold standard in terms of like making game collections, bringing old games back to to, to modernize and whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. They instead of just like giving you like a collection of games and like art, they have like cataloged and they have interviewed tons of people that were at atari and put it on this really great timeline where you can like scroll through and see box art manuals press flyers and their whole point was 
they don't want you to just know about the game. They want you to know the context that surrounded the game. And then on this timeline of information, they will then have like quick, quick plays for you to like, like shortcut into the game. So you can learn all about Pong and then you can play Pong after you've learned how it was made and released. Like, oh, it is such a fantastic presentation. Hmm. Yeah, if you want, you can skip all that and just play the games. And there are like 90 plus games on there ranging wow. from like the Atari 2600 and like all the different styles of that 5200, 7800, the Atari 800 computer, the Atari Lynx, the Atari Jaguar and arcade. Like there's just a ton of games. There's even some that you can unlock if you play other games and go into certain areas. And there are, I think, six games that were made by Digital Eclipse additionally for this collection they're all like modern takes on like a bunch of yep. the games like you can play like a four-player version mm. of combat that's also like a capture the flag game you can play a mishmash of uh asteroids lunar lander and tempest 2000 there's just like a bunch of like cool extra stuff they put in there like that's just the game stuff and then yeah all the history stuff all the interviews it's basically like it's a it's an interactive documentary is what it is and it's awesome for that cool. for what it is it's great yeah, I'm usually not one for like going through and like looking at concept art and stuff, but the way they just presented it and it made it so easily digestible and the interviews are so well done. Like if you have an interest in game history or just kind of getting a deep dive in weird business things that like like it's it's also a really great company to do this for cuz Atari has had such highs and such lows in the industry and they go the people they interviewed they go into such detail with these people like they have the developer of pong talking about pong and stuff like that they got they have you know tim schaefer's on there talking about what atari meant to like the bay area and stuff like that because that's where they started and all these things like it's so if you have any interest in video game history you will just enjoy this regardless of if you're tied to atari because like i'm i'm not that tied to atari i pretty much never want to play pong like I got to the part in Pong where you said Do you want to play Pong, and I was like, "Yeah, that's Pong." I got one point, and I'm I'm good. But it, just watching these videos was is fantastic. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah. Agree. The thing that kept me away is that price tag seemed high for what I assumed was just a collection. I was like, "No, nah, fuck that." <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it's it's like forty bucks American. Uh, it is. It might be like the best collection I've ever seen put together. Yeah, I they I had to do a sponsored segment for it last night for like an hour, and I just kept going after it because I'm like, this is just so fucking interesting, dude. Like, <laughs> from a historical standpoint, it was amazing. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of like when Xbox put out that like five part series about like their whole history and the highs and lows, and I just yeah. devoured that up. And this is there's so much more of it. Uh, I also played as Bagel is now here to demonstrate Garfield Lasagna Party. Okay. okay okay is that a new game <laughs> that is a new game it came out last week it is garfield mario party okay came out the sa- it came out the same week as uh sonic frontiers and god of war yes <laughs> it right. came out friday it came out the same day as, as like tactics ogre and everything so how's the lasagna party um actually not that bad surprisingly as someone okay. who plays mario party on the regular not that bad Oh, However, there's party. only there's only one. Bo- well, of course, it's called lasagna party. Well, that could mean anything. I don't. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like what? I I had lasagna for dinner. I could have called it a lasagna party. But you didn't. I didn't. So this is better than what you had for dinner. 
Maybe. I don't know. I have yet to hear. There's only one board, I think John was about There's to say. There's only one board. There's only 32 minigames. So the longest length of a game you can set is 32 turns. That way you play every minigame. Mm, okay. uh, the the minigames are actually like decent. It's it's You can tell it's a low-budget game by comparison of, say, a Mario Party, but like it's not sure. that bad. The downside is there's no online, because of course there's not. Uh, mm, so yeah. it's local only, but like it ran well. Uh, the animations for the game make it take a little bit too long. I think someone said uh, a streamer had done a full length game, a 32 turn game, and it took three plus hours. Oh my God. And I think our 10 turn game took like 45 minutes ish. So. Like, but like, these, like, is this, it's like Gar, cause Garfield has to sit there and like dance or something? Like, what do you want? No, it's Gar- just like, you like, you roll the dice. And when you roll the dice, everyone on, uh, can choose to mess with your roll. Like, if they have special items, they can activate them or they can spend their like currency to, okay. uh, just like reduce your roll's length. How much like Mario Party bullshit is in this? Uh, there's some definitely, definitely some random chance. Okay. But like it's as someone who's played a lot of Mario Party, it it's all right. Like it, it's good for like a play it once and then you don't have to ever play it again kind of deal. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. Maybe twice if you're feeling really good. But yeah, like it's definitely like a pop it out, play a couple games, and then you're you're golden. What's the best mini game? Uh, I guess that's one issue is some of the mini games take way too long. There was one mini game that was almost two minutes long. It was just it was just a rhythm game, like Guitar Hero style. Like a, a like a note comes down, you press the corresponding button. That's it. Two minutes of that. Hmm. Okay. I mean, in in Guitar Hero, I do like five minutes of that. But I yeah, but like, but usually then you don't go to a board game and then play another mini game. Usually it's just the same thing repeated. That's true. Uh, what else did I play on that night? I played McPixel three, and I think that was pretty much it for what I played yesterday. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty much all I've been playing because otherwise I was playing Pacross on the trip because I needed something short and quick. And I just, when I got there, I did not play any games other than at the event. Yeah, that makes sense. Nice. Unless you you want to count, we went went to an arcade and played Time Crisis 5 in full. That's about it. Ooh, okay. Time Crisis is pretty dope. Did you do anything outside of the event, like LA? Not really. I went to go visit some friends uh, and we, we met up at around one. Hadn't met, uh, hadn't met them in person, so I got to hang out with them there for the first time. That was about it. You can go to the otherwise, beach. Uh, nah. Okay. I was otherwise at the event or the event area, which was on Hollywood Boulevard. So like, there's not much like to do there other than just walk around Hollywood Boulevard. And uh, on the last day, we were supposed to go to Universal Studios, but uh, we all oh. decided to just sit in the hotel and chat. So what was going to be like a trip to Universal Studios turned into like seven hours of just sitting in the lobby and chatting. All right. Okay. Cool. Paul, how about you? What have you been playing? I've been going through the God of War and the Sonic Frontiers, man. <laughs> the big games I'm trying the, to get through. They're the all too game. long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I played through the full, like I completed the first island of Sonic Frontiers. I really like that game. I think that game is super fun. So, Frontiers um, is really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fun. Uh, it's not going to blow anybody's socks off and it's not like amazing, but I'm having a pretty good time with it. It's a different change of pace. Uh, it's it's a flow state game. It's just like fun totally just going around and do stuff. I still think the worst part of that game 
is when you're doing just like the Sonic run sections. And even then, some of those are fine. Like some are worse than others, but I like the open world. I think moving around that open world is super fun. And so you're saying unlocking. the worst part is when it turns into like a more traditional Sonic game. Honestly, yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, I I still like the Sonic stages, but I am of the same mindset of like the open world exploration is the best part of that game, hands down. You know why? It's because you feel good moving around the open world and doing stuff and controlling the camera and all that stuff. And then you feel constrained when you go into one of those levels and you kind of have a checklist of things you need to do. So there's weirdly like a pressure that like, oh, now I have to do objectives when before it's like I'm doing objectives just kind of at my own pace and like going around this island or whatever. I don't know. It's a weird You're saying Sonic deserves to be fast, but he's being held back like kind of. Yeah, because those are the stages where you will probably have to play them a few times to like learn how to get the best time, which is one of the things you need to for completion or whatever. I don't even know if you get anything for completing all of them. I'm just doing it because that's what I do, I guess. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you're having fun. Um, Sure. And. Still, those like boss fights or mini boss fights, they're fucking dope. <laughs> they're really fun. They're really okay. good. Just, yeah, I don't know, man. That that game's hitting the right notes. And uh, yeah, I guess I, I shouldn't be surprised about it, but I am. I'm a little surprised that I I'm think, having as much fun in it as I am. I think you should be surprised. It's a Sonic game. There's a fishing mini game. I spent just like an hour fishing. That was kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. I've been I've been so curious and on Black Friday it's going like half price. So that might be I might duck my toes in for for 30 bucks. Yeah, I think 30 bucks is a steal for this. I definitely think this is worth $30. I feel fine paying the full price for it. So, well, that's um, why I can't really trust your opinion if you're fine paying the full price for it. So that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's I really like it. I think it's very, very good. Nice. Um, but then there's God of War, which came okay. out like almost the same day within a 24 hour span. And that's just a game I've been waiting for for four years. And it's like firing on all cylinders and like tickling my brain with like being back in that world and doing the God of War things with more cool story beats. Boy, and big set pieces. And yeah, Dude, yeah that, that whale is just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that, wh- that was <laughs> that awesome. Whale. That whale. I was not expecting that. That was so cool. That was cool, and the story behind why that whale is there it sucks and kind of makes you hate one of the characters a little more, even though he's, like, repentant. Yeah, no, that's just great writing and just great set pieces. That game is everything I wanted in a sequel to one of my favorite games of all time. It's so good. That game seems like it's going to take for fucking ever to yeah. get through, though, because every area is huge, and those side quests are really good. So That's what I'm I've heard. I've heard it's long. I've heard the side quests are, like, meaningful and stuff, and yeah. Uh, I'm stoked it like it's been a great week to uh, be a gamer as they say finally it's been a good time yeah um, yeah. I, w- I only put a few more hours into it uh, I wish I had gotten more but more stuff came out this week that I was like I'm gonna try and just like get these done um, like what Sean what have you been playing oh hey uh, let me tell you all about Somerville uh, the game from Jump Ship which uh, is a small team that includes the ex CEO of play dead studios play dead making uh, limbo and inside. This right. is one of those. It's okay. It's an, it's, an, it's a limbo. Like it's an inside. Like 
but a little bit okay. bigger. Um, instead of just walking completely like side scrolling, there is some like Z axis movement. You can kind of walk around a space. I think this game is cooler on paper than it is in execution. That's um, too bad. To be fair, the game's four, maybe five hours long, so it is not that annoying. But because you have a more of a of a of an area to explore, you are naturally going to explore that area, and there is nothing to find there <laughs> ever. So you're kind of you do kind of end up getting to some dead ends that your character who moves very slowly for like kind of like a thematic reason. You know, these games are paced very specific due to their like fixed camera and just kind of the nature of these like gloomy worlds your character moves pretty slow so if you spend time like walking to this corner thinking oh i think there's a path here and then you find out there's not it's like well i guess i'm gonna walk for 30 seconds back to the main path i got stuck a few times and was just like how was i supposed to know i was i I was able to like walk around this wall like there was completely like it was blocked it looked totally blocked visually there's just some issues like that which can get pretty frustrating i also do find the like middle chunk of it drags for a while. There's this like mine shaft underground area that just kind of goes on for a bit too long. The second half mm. really kind of picks up the pace in terms of what's going on. I don't want to really spoil it. Um, yeah, but you actually do get some like powers that kind of make some of the puzzle solving you're doing pretty interesting. It's not just you are trying to get from point to point A to point B. Some kind of cool stuff happens. The premise for those who don't know is there's kind of this apocalyptic event where the world was like invaded by aliens and your character gets it seems like you die and then you come back to life some period of time later and you're kind of picking up the pieces of what's going on to the world now super cool setting like it looks really engaging you know it looks very similar to to inside specifically because limbo was kind of its own little art style sure Um, so you know like like it was gripping to me which just kind of heightened the like every time i was getting stuck because of like a weird visual or or like a like the game kind of breaking its own rules of like you know i was able to climb up a wall of this height later on or like earlier but you're not letting me do it this time just because you want me to do something else like there's issues with with that so there's some execution problems on on the vision Mm. but if you like limbo if you like inside you'll definitely enjoy this one and it is a short experience again it's like four or five hours it's on game pass um so okay. it's definitely it's definitely like a tonal and a mood piece. You're definitely going here because you like just being in like this weird world they've set up. Sure. In terms of weird worlds they've set up, I'm playing Pentiment, which is one of the like most unique kind of strange games I've played in a while. This is a this is from Obsidian uh, for yes. starters. It is a point and click adventure game set in like the Roman Catholic era. It's like 1500s. The art style looks like old like manuscripts like drawings you would see in in the edges of old textbooks the art style is very striking and quite unique and again it's a point and click adventure game highly kind of visual novel based and it's obsidian though so there are some like rpg mechanics in terms of like how like it's a lot of the kind of the telltale like they'll remember you said this and then you're going to get to a point where they're going to do a check and they even show you like here's five instances you talk to this person and these ones were positive these were negative so you failed the pass this person does not like you no you don't get to get whatever they were offering yada yada mm. um 
it's cool. I will say it's a bit slow. It's a, so it's a murder mystery. I just got to like the character getting murdered. I'm like three, four hours in. And after that point, it was just like walking around and talking to people. This game's a lot bigger than you would expect. Like there is a map. You are walking around like a city going to different areas and chatting to people. It is not kind of a small scale point and click adventure where there's only like a couple areas to go check out. There's you're going in rooms. You're talking to brand new people, not knowing if they're going to relate to stuff. There's a bunch going on there. So it's also priced pretty appropriately. I think this is a $20 game or on Game Pass. Okay. Um, the reviews for this thing are like out of this world. Like it was getting like nines and tens across the board when the review scores came out, which which was like the day before it launched. So I was I was pretty excited. Yeah, I don't know. If, I was seeing that. So that's kind of what's getting me really curious. Is from what I've played so far, I'm finding it a bit slow and and really sure. dense because they are like they are name dropping people. You play as a an artist that works in the scriptorium of the Catholic Church and you're working on your masterpiece and there's a lot of like uh religious changing going changes going on around you and you're speaking to other people who work in the scriptorium and and you know the, the catholic church is most in power but they're already talking about things getting reformed and there's people fighting back against that yada 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 um so i'm kind of really curious like the, the reviews were nuts for this game I haven't quite seen that or felt that myself, but I w- I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to get to that point because uh, it almost seemed unanimous in how excited people were for, for this game, at least the critics that I saw the review scores for. So I'm very curious to keep playing it. Um, hmm. And it is just such a unique looking game, so there's not quite much like it. So I'm going to keep playing that. That's Pentiment. Again, that's on Game Pass if, if people are interested. Yeah. All right, let's do some news. Okay. What do I got here mm-hmm. first? Oh, COD. Here's a quick update. COD is about to make its own uh, Rocket League style mode called COD Ball. What? This is getting added okay. uh, to the to Call of Duty this month. Sure. I just, I They're just thought this was their own Tarkov mode, so why not? I just thought this was weird. COD Ball. Um, sure, it's going to be Modern Warfare 2 in their upcoming season, I guess. And yeah, it's going to be rocket league. Why not? That's a weird, I'll thing try that. Why not? There you go. Uh, crystal dynamics has come out. This is another just quick update. They have said, quote, we have heard fans loudly and clearly after a hundred thousand plus responses to a recent survey <laughs> about a potential legacy, potential legacy of Kane revival. So yep, I bring it to that bring series it to you has a cult following that's huge. So I bring sure. it to you guys. Do you want a new Legacy of Kane? Yeah, because those original games are unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, you said you haven't played them. No, I'm with you. My experience with Legacy of Kane begins and ends at seeing magazine ads for it and being like, that guy looks cool as a <laughs> as a 12 year old. Sure. Yeah. But Paul, you want a new one? You You have more experience than us, it sounds like. I mean, yeah, they're fine. I don't understand the fervor some people have. I feel like it's one of those things that these people grew up with that game or whatever, so they just have a really strong love for it. But that those old games are, they feel bad to play, kind of the same way The Witcher feels bad, even though The Witcher 1 feels really bad. Um, make, yeah, remake those so new generations can enjoy them, for sure. I don't. Well, know so here's the question them. for you then. 
Do you want a remake? Do you want a brand new one? Um, remake. I think okay. it's been long enough and not in. It's still, I think, a. I mean, only one of us has even like touched these games out of the three of us. Like, it still has a cult following. Um, that's probably you, the cheaper think, way to do it is do a remake to kind of generate buzz, yeah. get some new people in there, and then they can warrant like, look at all these players. Let's make a new one, and we'll get so yeah. much more. Or to see if there actually is like any love for that, or if it's just people spouting nostalgia on the internet, which a lot of times it is. Just it's one dude and a and nine hundred thousand bots. That's how it happens, man. <laughs> That's how it happens. Another small update here: Hopu Games, the developers behind Risk of Rain, Risk of Rain Two, have been fully acquired by Gearbox. Gearbox was actually publishing Risk of Rain Two, so it's not terribly crazy that this happened. Um, but hey, good for them. I hope they get to keep making more updates to Risk of Rain Two. Totally. This this next one's pretty crazy. So if you listen to the show last week and to for in, to update John, we talked about the Mick Gordon id software drama that's yeah. going on. Bethesda has come out and said and actually so the way where we kind of landed on it was Mick Gordon put out this huge 15,000 word book basically on why the the statement from 2 years ago, the Reddit post post from 2 years ago was wrong. And it almost seemed like Mitt Gordon had to be telling the truth because he has so much evidence and his argument is so strong here. Well, Bethesda has come out and said, no, that's a lie. We're ready to fight. Yeah, this is interesting. This is interesting because. Because so it's like it's hard to it's hard to know who's telling the truth. It just seemed like Mick Gordon probably was because look at how much evidence he has. So I am so curious how Bethesda goes. But look at the evidence we have. We feel strongly enough that we can counter all of that. Yeah. Um, I I actually don't know what to think about this because yeah. some of the no matter what they have, there is irrefutable fact that he like got fucked on some things like he posted receipts for a lot of that shit. So they're, they could say, like, yeah, but he also was a dick. Like, that doesn't matter. He proved that you fucked him over in, like, a bunch of ways. So, like, I don't care what let, you have to say. <laughs> let me read this one part from Bethesda's statement that they put out on Twitter. We are aware of all the details and history in this matter and unequivocally support Marty, Chad, and the team at id Software. We reject the distortion of the truth and selective presentation of incomplete facts. We stand ready with full and complete documented evidence to disclose in an appropriate venue as needed. Yeah, they mean court. They're For actually sure. they they're lawyer. I am. Yeah, I am so curious. Like, I wonder if we actually are going to get like a like a bigger document where they are going to like cross out some of Mick Gordon's things and be like, "This is incorrect because of these three. Like, <laughs> holy smokes! Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't this think, could definitely get like very messy. I don't uh, think we're going to get that of kind of detail. I It was pretty surprising that we got all of Mick Gordon's detail. That's not a common thing we get in these scenarios. But like. Yeah, there's a there's a great book to be written about this. Like, where's Jason Schreier? Is he getting in contact with the people? Is he going to write a book about this in 10 years? Like, I want to read that. 
100% there is somebody trying to collect statements right now hopefully, from everybody they hopefully. know. Hopefully. This, yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah, we just no, this is blowing up in a big way. Yeah. Uh, here's a small update. Remedy has come out and formally announced Control 2. Good. Yeah, give me more of that world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yep. This is previously, it was known as Project, I think it was Heron, uh, back when they announced like five things they have going on. Remedy doing a lot. If you if you remember, Remedy had announced Alan Wake 2, the multiplayer game in the Control universe, Project Heron, which is Control 2, and they're doing that Max Payne stuff in partnership with Rockstar. Right. Yep. They have a lot going on. So uh, they haven't pretty much no details about what Control 2 is. They just said it's they're co-publishing it with 505 Games. Same thing as before for current gen consoles and PC. The, it has a budget of 50 million euros. It's in the concept stage. I'm like, yep. I'm ready to give them 60 bucks, 70 bucks. Like, I'm in. Like, Control is yeah. so good. Like, I am too. Absolutely. Yep. Here's a question for you then, Paul. Uh, do you care if Jesse's the main character again? Uh, do I care? No, I don't. Um, I think it would be cool to see her as like, I don't know, a cameo role or something since she's yeah. the director. Yeah, or whatever. I think it's like they've established the control universe now. Now I just want like X-Files. I just want like Monster of the Week stuff. I would almost even take like an episodic sure. thing of like, here's another weird situation where a team had to go in and get this weird item and it's it's like a three-hour game where they're trying to like stop the item from destroying the small town to bring it back to the control office i am part of the vocal majority that says the side stuff dealing with like the items or whatever in that game was better than the main story stuff by a long shot so i'm sure. definitely yeah. in with them doing that there's the fridge that the guy is not allowed to s stop looking at <laughs> or it'll like kill people yeah yeah it's great it's so great like oh my god control is so good man yep all right um paul right up your alley huge sonic fan yeah yep. yuji naka was arrested in japan that tracks yep <laughs> <laughs> uh for insider trading and this oh happened, that's this a is, bummer this okay. has happened yeah. within 24 hours Okay, uh, I, I guess a, a, an employee at Square Enix alongside him was also arrested. I don't know. This is a developing project, but a developing story, I should say. But yeah, there you go. Yuji Naka currently arrested for insider trading. Makes you think twice about liking Sonic Frontiers, right? Right? Nope. Right? Nope. Yeah, nope. Know, whatever. <laughs> All right. It's a moment of the show that everyone's been waiting for. Game Awards came out. Do you guys want to predict some Game Awards? Oh, oh my god. god. I actually wasn't ready for this. We Hold do, on. We don't have to if you guys are not interested. We can just do some of the categories. We can do whatever you want. Let me get a uh, notepad open. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need to write these down. Like, for example, I'm totally fine if you want to skip all the esports stuff. <laughs> hey, me too. I mean, yeah, sure. Sorry, I'm trying to get into where okay we why don't we do it from bottom to top uh starting with the most anticipated game so we'll skip everything esports related bottom to top okay i went to the nominees thing so there i gotta return to the main site i guess or something if you click nominees you just scroll down uh you click uh view all categories yeah and then it just brings me to yeah it brings the, up a bunch of cubes the squares yeah. yeah so then click uh most anticipated game 
Oh, I see. We're starting from there and then going up. <laughs> going okay, going up gotcha. to the game of the year. Most anticipated. Okay. Okay, and and okay, so we're we're predicting what we think is going to win, right? Not what we want to win. Cool. Okay. I think that makes yeah, the most I sense, mean, right? We should make that distinction this time for sure. Yeah, because okay. I always what, go with what I want. <laughs> you can say that. You're welcome to like say what you would be voting for. Um, but what I'm writing down is the one that we the, think you think is going to win. But you're you're predicting it, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's gotcha, the nominees: gotcha. most anticipated game. Theoretically, these games are coming out in 2023. Um, some of these games were on the list last year <laughs> as well. Great. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, okay, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and Tears of the Kingdom. It's Tears of the Kingdom. Tears it's of the Zelda Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right this next done. category. That's it. <laughs> pre- uh, so, Paul, if you're following along, just click previous category to go the correct direction. Okay. Best adaptation. This one, I think, is a pretty interesting one. Oh, yeah, okay. This is kind Ar- of a cool one. Yeah, so Arcane, League of Legends, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and the Uncharted movie. This is actually oh. kind of hard. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, because part of me is like Arcane was super popular, but also like Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is here. I think Arcane takes it. I'm going to say Sonic 2. Okay. <laughs> See? Um,. My my personal favorite is Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I recommend that show. It is very enjoyable. I started watching it. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> that show is great. <laughs> it's it's very enjoyable. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to give it to Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The the Game Awards seems like the one where they could even get like Ben Schwartz to come out and do something. That's you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me it's between Arcane and Sonic. I'm going to go Arcane. I just nice. have a gut feeling. All right. Best debut indie. So this is this is kind of I want to there's there's best debut indie and there's also best indie. Great. So Why best not? debut indie is for the best debut game created by a new independent studio. We have Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic and Vampire Survivors. I think oh. the way people have been talking about Vampire Survivors, myself included, I think it's that. I think I me, I wish I wish I could give it to Neon White because that game like deserves so much more than it's going to get. Also, just like shout outs to Norco for making it on this list. Like, sure good for you. You're not going to win it, but you are you won just by being on the list. I don't see how Vampire Survivors doesn't win this. That's what I think, too. Yeah. Stray and Tunic had a lot of hype, but like Vampire Survivors still. Yeah, I think I, it's Vampire I Survivors. I love Tunic. I love Tunic. I love Neon White. But Vampire Survivors th- is on this list. <laughs> I think Vampire Survivors or Tunic, in my mind, were the ones, and I think Vampire Survivors edges it out. Which one did you pick, John? Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivors. Yeah. Content Creator of the Year. This is a this is kind of a fun category. Oh, weird. Okay. We have Carl Jacobs, Ludwig, Nibelian, Nobru, and QT Cinderella. I don't know anyone here besides Nibelian. I don't uh, know Nobru. I know everyone else. I know Nebelian. A lot of people are rooting for Nebelian because they just retired from doing this. Yeah. So I think there's yeah. going to be an underground campaign to help them win. So that's my vote. 
that's my vote too. It just seems it, it's just it's interesting because like people don't even we don't even know who this person is. <laughs> we don't know anything about this person. I think people vote Ludwig. Okay. Best multiplayer. Modern Warfare. I agree 2. with you guys. That should be Nebelian, though. So go on. <laughs> Best multiplayer. Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and TMNT Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> I mean, okay. the, the multiplayer in that was fun, though. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I do agree with you, though. I think it is like TMNT, you're not going to win. It is weird to see on this list. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You, sh- you should feel like you won for being nominated. <laughs> I'm not sure, though. This is kind of hard because a lot of these other ones are were like very popular when they came out. Yeah. From what I understand, this Modern Warfare 2 was like the biggest Call of Duty ever. It is. Yeah, people actually really love this game. Um, I'm thinking it's pe- Call of Duty or Multiverse. So I'm going to go with Call of Duty. Okay. I'm going to go Call of Duty as well, just because of how popular it's been. I feel like Overwatch 2 could have done it, but with all the like bad press it got when it first launched, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to say Overwatch 2. Wow. Okay. I could see an argument for like anything but Overwatch 2. It's probably... No, a lot of people that play Overwatch 2 like went back to it and fell in love with that game. Myself included. I've been playing a ton of it. Okay, fair. Uh, all right, category. best sports racing. You know the most <laughs> right. most normal of the categories. We have F one twenty two, FIFA twenty three, NBA two K twenty three, Gran Turismo seven, and Ollie Ollie World. FIFA. What? <laughs> FIFA. Yeah, I'm saying FIFA. Yeah, it's probably FIFA. You know what? I'm gonna say Gran Turismo seven. No, okay. don't, because that got a lot of hate for the microtransaction bullshit it got. I, I think that's like a, a big no. Same with NBA, honestly. I just, I can't, I think it's so funny that like Ollie Ollie World is here. It's like a platformer <laughs> that's about skateboarding. <laughs> All right, best sim strategy. Dune okay. Spice Wars. Didn't that come out today? Probably. Uh, it's recent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I know it got added to Game Pass today in game preview format. Uh, we got Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Total War, Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. Honestly, I have no idea. I'm going to say Mario and Rabbits. Yeah, that's probably a safe bet. I don't think it's Two Point, and I don't think it's war- Total War. It could be Victoria 3, but that, I'm, yeah, I'm leaning People Mario have been raving about Victoria 3. Are people talking 3? about Victoria 3? Yeah, people that are into it's a paradox game and they're like they have crazy people playing those that vote for this shit. Okay, you know what? I'll just say Victoria three. I'll just I'll go with your argument. I sure. Okay, I'll put you Victoria, John Mario. I'll do Mario and Rabbids too. I think the Nintendo Kitties will come out for it. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Speaking of Nintendo Kitties, we have the Nintendo category next for best family game. Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Mario and Rabbids, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. Splatoon mm. 3, but it could be Kirby. I was going to say Splatoon 3, but I've been hearing a lot of people really into this Star Wars game. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Skywalker Saga got some great reviews. Great. Buzz. I'm going to say Splatoon 3. That was just my gut feeling. I'm going to say Splatoon 3. Okay. Best fighting. DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battle R, The King of Fighters 15, Multiverses, and Sifu? Which makes me think, did not enough fighting games come out this year, so they put Sifu in there? I'm thinking that's why. Hmm. Uh, Multiverses is probably that's my That's what I was going to guess, because it's the only one of these I heard like about. I've heard I about heard all s- of these, but yeah, I think I heard some talk about DNF Duel, but like it was more of a kind of this is a fun gimmick mm-hmm. for a week and then everybody stopped playing it. Yeah, I'll go multiverses as well. All right, we have best role playing game Elden Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh my god. In a year that Elden Ring came out, it's probably Elden Ring. So, yeah, the way I'm kind of going into a lot of these categories is if Elden Ring is in the category, it wins the category. But maybe they'll <laughs> but maybe so? they'll give RPG to Xenoblade Chronicles 3 just this well, once. Th- that's what I'm thinking is that isn't Xenoblade like also fucking stupidly huge? I'm not in that circle where people I follow don't care about Xenoblade, so I don't know, but I hear big it, things about those who like the series say this is the best one. Yeah, people are really right. enjoying this one. So yeah. It's possible, but I'm, I'm I'm sticking with Elden Ring because it's just Elden Ring. Yeah. I'm gonna okay. yeah, Elden Ring. Yeah. Okay. Best action adventure. A Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. I'm going to be honest, a lot of these categories that Stray's in there, I do not feel Stray is that strong a game. Agreed. I like Stray. It shouldn't be in contention with some of these games. It got so much attention, and it's almost a little undeserved in terms of the quality of that game. (laughs) No, Sony paid for it to be there. What do you mean it's undeserved? (laughs) <laughs> money was spent well i just mean like on, on twitter when people were like people went nuts for that game it has a cat are you kidding me of course <laughs> god of war is my guess i'm having a hard time with this one because i want to say god of war i see horizon winning it too like either one of those i'm like yeah that makes sense i could see tunic being a surprise win here but i'm thinking it's god of yep. war yeah, it ha- yeah, I have to go God of War as well. Uh, this is uh, kind of similarly to Stray. Anytime I see a Plague Tale there, I'm like, you know, I'm glad people actually know about this game. This thing's not winning any categories. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Probably, anyway. Best action game. Bayonetta 3, Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Shredder's Revenge. This is actually a tough one. <clears throat> This yep. is hard. So I'm just trying to see how they differentiate. This is the best game in the action genre focused primarily on co- combat. If they're Whereas holding true to that neon white doesn't count because it's mostly platforming. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I could see the argument because like you're everything you do is like you're shooting a gun. Yeah, to jump higher like that's the but th- you also weird. have to kill it's the a, demons, though. You do have to yeah. kill everything in the map. Yeah, that's true. 
this one, like Sifu is a great choice for this one since that's like a martial arts game. I guess the differentiation with action adventure is tr- combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. I see. I'm torn on this one. I think even though that controversy happened with the voice actress, I think it's still Bayonetta 3. But I would okay. love to see Sifu or Shredder's Revenge take it. I can't see Shredder's Revenge taking it. I just can't. I could see Sifu taking it. I'll I, say I could almost see Sifu. I'm just going to say Neon White. I don't even I don't even know because I just okay. don't feel strongly enough about any of them. So I'm just going to say Sifu sure. Neon White. Yeah, fair. Where did you land, John? Okay. Bayonetta? Uh, I land on Bayo. Okay. Best VR AR. After the Fall, Among Us, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter 2. I, I have no idea. No idea. I, I heard good things about Among Us VR. <clears throat> yeah, I'll just guess Among Us because it's Among Us. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Innovation in accessibility. As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. I heard Ragnarok has some amazing things because it's the same guys who worked on The Last of Us. It's very good. Yep. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, I had, I had heard Ragnarok was, was very good, and they were trying to actually mimic... I, I had heard Forbidden West, so I was kind of surprised that that's not on here. Um... I don't have anything to lean back. I haven't heard anything about Dusk Falls, Return to Monkey Island, and the Quarry. I played the Quarry and Dusk Falls, and I don't remember looking at the accessibility that much. Naughty Dog is the good. The Quarry with the does have too. the movie mode where you basically don't have to do anything. <laughs> if you- <laughs> the ultimate in accessibility, we will just play it for you. Yeah, kind of. I'm saying God of War. Myself. I'm, yeah, God of War. God of War. Best community support sponsored by Discord. Apex Legends, okay. Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Isn't this just 14 by default? Fortnite, you mean? Oh, no. For, oh, sorry. Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. I don't know. I think Fortnite is pretty community supported. No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah. Community supported. Okay. We all agree it's probably not Destiny 2, right? Yeah. <laughs> Out of and, these And I ones. don't think it's Apex. I do think it's one of the three weeds we've already said. I do and I and I personally feel like uh No Man's Sky is the weakest of the three. I'm going 14. Yeah, I think it's 14 as well. I'm going Fortnite. Okay. Best mobile game. This one's pretty interesting. Apex Legends Mobile. Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. Which I have Ooh. never even heard of Tower of Fantasy. I, but I've heard a lot of buzz in Tower of Fantasy, it. but I'm pretty sure it's a uh, it's a gotcha game. Tower of Fantasy is Genshin. Okay. So, it's that crowd. Okay. Um... um Marvel like, Snap I've been hearing everyone who's played Marvel Snap that I've heard of recently loves it so it's fantastic like if it was my if my vote would be Marvel Snap Genshin just seems like such a juggernaut in this category though I'm, I'll say Marvel Snap okay. Diablo was also but, very good but the uh, the monetization that has a bad lot of press off. though yeah yeah I'm gonna um, say Tower of Fantasy wow okay 
Well, then I'll say Genshin Impact. I'll, we'll split the vote. Yeah. Sounds good. Best Indie. Uh, so this is for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher space. It doesn't have to be a new team. Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. That's a tough list. I think it's Tunic. When I when I think of this, and, and if they're going for game outside the traditional public, like the most unique thing, I feel like the unique ones here are Neon White and Tunic. I'm going to go off of what's currently still in popular zeitgeist, and I think it's Cult of the Lamb. Okay. Wow, okay. I'm going to give it to Tunic. Yeah, I, I think, think Tunic, Tunic will probably win it, but I'm voting Cult of the Lamb. Okay. Best ongoing, which I always get, I always don't see the difference between this and community support, but the same games you mentioned, except almost the same list, except swap No Man's Sky for Genshin. Yes. Uh, Final Fantasy 14, still my vote. I'll still give it to Fortnite. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to give this one to Fortnite. All right. Games for impact. I guess there's now there's six nominees for each one. A Memoir Blue, As Dust Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Endling, Extinction is Forever, Hindsight, and I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. I'm not familiar with any of these except for As Dusk Falls. I'm going to say Citizen Sleeper. I'm going to say Citizen Sleeper. I'm going to cross my fingers so hard and hope that game deserves it. I'm going to say As Dusk Falls because it's the only one I know on the list. <laughs> okay. Asus Falls is quite fun. Best performance. This is such a great category, always. We have Ashley Birch in Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney in A Plague Tale Requiem, Christopher Judge in God of War Ragnarok, Manon Gage in Immortality, and Sunny Suljic in God of War Ragnarok. So it's basically the two main characters in God of War. I'm going to go for Christopher Judge because I love that boy in Stargate SG1. Same. It almost it almost feels like like usually this is the Ashley Birch category. <laughs> I could see Christopher Judge taking it. I think um, Immortality is just happy to be there. <laughs> Thank you for including yeah. me. Um, as much as I love that game, I'm gonna yeah, I'll give it to Christopher Judge. Best audio design: Modern Warfare Two, Elden Ring, God of War, Gran Turismo, Forbidden West. The fact that Hellsinger is not on here just makes me want to die. I think <laughs> that's so in mad. soundtrack. So I think we are going to get oh, to that. That makes sense. Okay, good, good. I don't know. Elden Ring. It's on the list. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of leaning the same, but I if you ask me to like, name like a song from the game, I guess, I guess it's not quite the category. Oh, right. I'll give you a song from the game. To be fair, that title music is actually like epic as fuck, but it's ridiculous. We're <laughs> all picking Elden Ring then? Yeah, I'll go Elden Ring. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, best score in music. Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring. God of War, Metal Hellsinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I think Metal Hellsinger has a legitimate chance. Yeah, I, I think Metal Hellsinger actually takes it. 
That would be my vote, but I'm betting it because it's like the least known out of the five, it probably doesn't win. I feel like the soundtrack is the most distinct, though, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Metal Helsing. I could see it. All right, we have four categories left. Best Art Direction, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Scorn, (laughs) and Stray. God. Scorn does have an interesting art direction. It's yeah, it's arguably the only thing that's like really solid all the whole time. Is it solid enough that it takes it over God of War and Elden Ring? I think it just goes to Elden Ring again. I think it goes to Elden Ring again. <laughs> I have played on Elden God of Ring. War. I could see. I yeah, see I have. I That's why I don't see it for art direction compared to some of these other ones. But like the thing, I guess the thing, the problem is, is that I forget when people are voting for this, they're dumb and they don't actually think about what the category is. They just go <laughs> with like Elden Ring had four colors in it, so that was kind of cool. Vote like, I don't know. It's probably gonna be Elden Ring. I'm gonna say God of War. Best Narrative, Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, and Immortality. Why is Elden Ring in this list? (laughs) Because it's a Game of the Year nomination, so we're at the point where all of those are always going to be here forever now. (laughs) I don't know know Immortality, but I'm going to say God of War Ragnarok. I mean, I'm on the side that, you know, Elden Ring does have a narrative. Um, yeah, of course it does, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it does, but it's the way it's paced compared to all these other ones, like I don't think it should be here. I I think I'll give it to God of War. The narrative in it's actually quite good too. It's just that I don't think a lot of people play those games for that stuff, and I don't think a lot of people will pick up on a lot of it. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's like a very subtle narrative you know you have to kind of pay attention to like the environments and stuff for sure yeah okay best game direction elden ring god of war horizon immortality and stray this is elden ring i think i think so as well what if we took the genre of game you like and made it big like breath of the wild game direction yeah probably (laughs) elden ring so you're saying sonic frontiers should be on this list yeah, totally. Sonic Frontier should have got something on. It's good enough that it should have got like a mention somewhere. It, Where honestly. would you mention it? What is it doing? Great. I don't know. Best racing game. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than some of those. <laughs> All right. Last category here. Game of the year. Plague Tale. Elden Ring. God of War. Horizon. Stray. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Some interesting choices on here. Come on, yep. Stray, snipe them all. I, I don't see how great. Stray gets on this list, but good for them. I'm good for Plague Tale. I don't see how it really got here either. Um, it's, it's funny, it's like Elden Ring or God of War. If it's neither of those, totally. I'll be stunned legitimately. I'm gonna say I would, I would love if Stray won this. 
Holy shit. If Twitter is still alive and Stray won this, man. People would lose their mind. People melt. Yeah. People would lose. I w- I'm going to be there sitting in the theater watching this. I'm going to get scared if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to cover my head. Yeah, exactly. I think Xenoblade is also like, congrats for making it on this list. I- I- I'm with John. It's God of War or it's Elden Ring. And the answer is Elden Ring. I wrote Elden Ring down for myself as well. Did you pick one, John? I picked Elden Ring. Yeah, I yeah. just can't see it not taking this. All right. We'll come back in a few weeks and we'll see how we did. Yep. There With that, let's, uh, let's get through some emails, questions real quick. TopDownRespective at gmail.com is the email address at TDP Podcast on Twitter. For now, the Discord channel or John's PO Box. yeah who knows every day man okay matthew writes if you got a weapon as dlc would you rather have the weapon in your inventory at the start of the game or unlock it after a certain point in the game oh certain point 100 percent. certain point why is that because you want to at least learn the combat of the game you don't want to be super overpowered right at the start give you a little bit to learn the mechanics of the game then let you go nuts with it yeah, I unless it unless it's just cosmetic. If it's just cosmetic, just give it to me immediately. If sure. it's just cosmetic, but if it is like stats, like better stats, give it to me like after a little bit. Similarly, in what situations would you prefer a DLC be available from the beginning versus requiring you to progress through the game to unlock it? Just answer it. Yep. yep. So you never want it to be at the beginning unless it's cosmetic. Oh, saying. oh, never now and then I want to, but like I feel like. I feel like in like a new game plus situation, sure, give me yep. that. Totally. But like that. but like give me a little bit to learn the weapon first and then give me the the super powered one. Yeah, because I'm yeah, kinda thinking I like agree. when it, sometimes you'll get like a DLC, like an expansion, and it's like you can't play this until you've hit at least this story point. Yeah. Like you can't go to this area or whatever. Yeah. Kevin writes, what are the best stories in video games? a big question it's a bit yeah it's a big question um the good ones yeah i mean yep i I mean it's a it's a a big question but luckily you know we can just say phoenix right just answer the they are the best yeah best stories like nine of them so you can those are all the stories they're definitely pretty good stories and they are definitely video games i don't even know how we answer this i'm i'm clearly a a fan of that's a big question right like Elden Ring has a good narrative, some might say, some might not. <laughs> Stray yeah, we'll has a cat in, in it. Three weeks. We will. That's true. Dorian Stray was okay. That's like side stuff that was going on. What there's you like actually a, do with a robot. Game, like, a couple yeah. of them are playing chess. You can knock the, the pieces off <clears> and get a trophy. Because <throat> you're a cat. Yep. Okay, here's a way we could answer. Do you prefer a story that... Is kind of linear that you are uncovering that will barely ever change, or do you like something that is more interactive where when you do a decision or something, it will change an outcome that is like important in some way? Yes. Are the best stories interactive or are they like being told to you and you're just kind of like a conduit for it? I like both. I, if it's a good I, written I like, story, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. both. If it's a good written story, then I do like like it being a bit more linear. 
but I enjoy being able to fuck with it a little bit too or get it at like my own pace. Like, oh, I found this earlier and this is a little piece I wouldn't have picked up otherwise. Those kind of situations. Yeah. I've gone to the point where I like linear more. I just think a good, well-written linear story is what I'm here for and I don't want to be able to fuck that up or something. Okay. Like, I just kind of want the good story. As long as the writing is good, I think I will always want the linear better because I feel when they do the other one and there's like trees going out where it's like well if you choose this path and this it usually ends up messy in the end because it's too hard to write for if they go that, too that's big. what i was gonna say is like if if they if they do have branching narratives it, it is harder but they can yeah. as long if they're writing it well you know it could still work yep as long as you know as long as they're not screwing it up it can still work but yes it's harder because you know they can't craft everything I, they have to take so many variables into situations right exactly yeah All right, next one comes from BGC Kenny, who writes, Do you ever worry that a game you really like and recommend highly will not be received well by others? Uh, I feel like I've been the one that has had that happen to them. Like, uh, people recommend a game to me, and I'm like, nah, it's all right. And I wasn't into it. I don't worry uh, about No, this. I don't care, because fuck them. Like, what do I care? <laughs> I mean, If I'm you not- don't enjoy something, that sucks, but, like, I did, so I don't care. <laughs> I'm I'm a kind of a more like level-headed version of that where it's like I I don't care if you dislike it I like it and that's it's not going to take away from me I'm I'm an adult yeah and you're an adult probably and we have separate lives yeah <laughs> yeah I think I think worrying about it not being received well by others is a bit bad like I feel like that shouldn't hinge on anything for you but I can get being like oh man like I knew I felt like this was I feel like I had it felt like this is something I knew you'd like. Sure. I mean, there sure. is an aspect of like, you know, you, you're feeling positive about something. And when everyone else is feeling negative about it, th- that can be a bummer, especially if you're trying to look for like, you know, camaraderie in this. Like you wanted to share it. But at the end of the day, like you should be able to enjoy your own stuff and feel fine about it. For sure. Yeah. Sukusuku comes in with a would you rather. Would you rather. All games ever will be digital. No physical copies will exist. Whatever theoretical money you would save on not paying exorbitant secondhand rates applies, but there will not be any resale possible. All the games are available at any time, bearing studios going bankrupt. Or, all games ever have a physical copy. More of it will exist in accordance to the shift in philosophy, but some games will still be extremely hard to get. Oh, okay, that's it. Okay. Um, I mean, the first one, I just prefer all digital because I hate having shit everywhere. I'm I'm also all digital, especially because there's like, I don't see a downside to that one. And there's a downside baked into the physical version of this, would you rather? Yeah, the or- physical downside is pretty big. <laughs> yeah, as the game collector in the room, I think... With no real restrictions, if every game was physical, was every game was digital or every game was physical, that'd be good. But we still have the limitation of physical, like being yeah. hard to find at times. So yeah, I will say yeah. I'd be I'd be okay with all digital. I mean, I imagine even, imagine all the wall space I would have. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I was just talking to Paul earlier. I pre-ordered a physical copy of Pokemon because I, it was like twenty percent off. It's not showing yeah. up until Tuesday. So Same was, here. I ordered the double pack, and I'm not getting it till Tuesday. Thanks, Amazon. So I am buying a digital Bummer. one tomorrow and selling that one to someone else when I get back from Thanksgiving. Like, I don't have time to wait a week. Are you kidding me? Look at me. 
Yeah, especially because you're going to be traveling. Like, it's a perfect time to be able to play a little bit every now and then when yep. you're on your trip or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, Dad writes, you get a month of unlimited access to every game ever released. What do you play? Lacrosse, uh, because that's out. just it. <laughs> I, 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 I was just about to say, Paul, I'm playing God of War right now. I'm going to probably keep playing that. Maybe I'll play some McPixel 3. Yeah, yeah. I do love that. Like, this is basically just like you get a month of unlimited access to every game ever released. Video people look at John's background like he already has that. <laughs> that's the other thing is it's like, have you seen my backlog? Like, there's already a lot of stuff that's on my priority list. Like, I'm not sitting here being like that one game that got away. It's like I got eight games that I'm dying to play right now. Yeah, but what if your backlog was infinite? instead of a few thousand (laughs) you know what it is infinite at this point games come out every single day i'm already never beating all my games in my lifetime so like i've given up yeah yeah i'm 3d homer says the wayward gamer walks into his local steam video game bodega and sees at the front of the store a display with the following 10 new and trending games Please provide him guidance on how to spend his valuable gaming dollar by ranking them in a definitive tiered list. Good. That okay. picture was so tiny I could not tell what it was. Yes, thank you for Yeah, but now it's all bigger. blurry that I made it bigger, so you still have to I see McPixel 3. I see the Bible? Yeah, they released the Bible on Steam. Oh, recently. finally. Hey, it's a yeah. 33% off. The Oregon Trail, a new version of it. Yep. Only FAP Simulator 4. <laughs> Four <laughs> Tactics Ogre Reborn. Okay. Jabroni Brawl Episode Three. That's free for what it's worth. <laughs> Shadows oh Over Loathing. Atari fiftieth oh, okay. the anniversary collection. Cosplay simulator. What? Okay. Okay. So you're just and, like dressing people up. And sex chess. Oh shit. <laughs> All right. How Mc much Pixel is Pixel 3 is number one, right? Well, it, have you seen Only Fab Simulator 4? No, I'm That's still working my one. way through I two. feel like Jabroni Brawl Episode 3 is the first one because it's literally free. It won't cost them anything. Yeah, you just pick that up and walk out <laughs> shamefully. <laughs> well, that one just, that's like a packing. It comes with every purchase. They'll just throw yeah. that in there. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't interested in it, but I think you guys sold me on Atari 50. Atari 50 is so cool. I would would put McPixel 3 first. I'd probably do McPixel 3, Atari 50, Tactics Ogre. That's like my top three. Because, yeah, well, it also helps that those are like the three like actual games on this list. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that also helps. You don't let you guys don't like the loathing games at West of Loathing. Or whatever. This is a follow-up to it. Oh, is that, oh, is what, that, that, that is? what that is? Okay. okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I just had no idea. Yeah, that's fair. I assumed um, it was something like... Like, I also don't know what the Bible is, so I just kind of lumped it in with that. Well, let me tell you about this thing called church. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't want any emails. I'm not going to comment. <laughs> okay, yeah, like, if I'm it was a- me, like, I've already pur- purchased Atari, so I kind of made my choice. I'm very excited to play some McPixel 3. That's yep. there's my input. Yeah. McPixel, Atari, Tactics Ogre. Sure, let's show Shadows Over Shadows Over Loathing. Let's throw in Oregon Trail. 
Sure. Um, Jabroni Brawl, sure. The Bible, sure. Only Fap Simulator 4, sure. Cosplay That's Simulator, sure. Sex Chest, sure. It made four attempts and then came out with a good one? Yeah. Yeah. You can tell because there's the squirt emoji right after that. God, that is what that's called, isn't it? It's part of the title. (laughs) I hate it. Hebrew Lantern writes, has someone ever mistaken you for someone else you knew? This happened this past weekend. Um, The guy, the co-creator of Warp World and Crowd Control, Jaku, was also at the event. He got mistaken for me at least seven times during the event, and I got mistaken for him at least three times. There was a Your point hair where, isn't as red, though. I don't. Uh, it depends on the lighting, though. That's the thing. Okay. So yeah. the two of us were standing next to each other, having a conversation, and uh, Gerard and Adam Cole both stared at us like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You look like twins. We both had long hair. We both had glasses. We both had light, thin hoodies. And we both had blue shirts on. We basically could not have <laughs> synchronized our outfits any better than we had. All right, nice. Weird. My answer is no. No. Uh, Rasterman writes, what is your least favorite year in gaming from this century? As in the one you liked least for whatever reason in relation to the gaming industry. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, uh, I don't either. 2020 was pretty bad for, you know, know everything being pushed back because of delays and stuff. I'm talking my game of the year lists. Yeah, I don't. What if I just Google worst year in gaming? The gaming crash? Oh, wait, this decade. Never mind. Yeah, I'm like trying to think. Man what I even had for my game choice the past few years. There's a bunch of articles saying, was 2021 the worst year ever for gaming? And like, I think no. No, I, I have some amazing oh, games actually, on my game, game of year list. Ga- 2020 was awesome. Dude, that was that was Hades. That was Ghost of Tsushima. Hades Pro Skater 1 plus 2. Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Yeah, War in the Will of the Wisps. Game. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. What's a I year mean, we never think about? Was just, 2015 any good? Yeah, I mean, um, not there in 2015. Yet. Let me see what my 2015 list was. My, my number one game was Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Uh, let's see. 2015 had Mario Maker 1, Axiom Verge, Undertale, Splatoon 1, Rocket League, Batman Arkham Knight, Mortal Kombat 10, Crypt of the Necrodancer. There's a bunch of good games in that list. Yeah, Dallas, The Dark Call. Shovel Knight? Was that that year? I thought Shovel Knight was before that. It was that was before that. that. No. Yeah, that was. You know, twenty fifteen is kind of weak, like overall for, for me. Like some of these games on here, like it's definitely a lot of games that I just like don't even think about. <laughs> the mobile game Lifeline. I mean, The Witcher Three was like incredible. That was that year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's like. A year I hated in the last decade for gaming. Well, I mean, this is last century, though, which would be the last. Oh, last century. Oh, then my least favorite is probably the year that like everything almost crashed in the 80s. (laughs) I know, like as in like 2000 onwards. Yeah, 2000. I don't think I have a list. 
from two thousand like one or two or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I think I, think I started making lists around like oh eight or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm just gonna say 2015. I guess. I can't come up with a good answer, so I guess I will. I guess I'll also say 2015. But there are a bunch of good games that I liked on here too. Undertale. 2006. Undertale was that year, yeah. What came out 2006? I don't know because I was playing a lot of raiding and WoW, so that's probably my personal worst year in gaming that I wasn't caught up with like actual things going on. Twilight Princess, time. Gears of War, Elder Scrolls Four, Okami, Guitar Hero Two, Final that's Fantasy good, Twelve, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, Advanced Warfighter, Rainbow Six Vegas One, Splinter Cell Double Agent, New Super Mario Brothers, Burnout Revenge. Elite Beat yep. Agents, Tekken 5, Dark Resurrection, Devil May Cry 3, Special Edition, and Disgaea. I wouldn't say any of those blew me away, actually. That, it, that might legitimately be, like, my answer. I mean, <laughs> that, Guitar Hero 2 was my first Guitar Hero, so that's a pretty I good see, I see, uh, I see Burnout Revenge. I have to automatically say that you're ruled. Fair. <laughs> and, and Gears of War, so. Gears of Gears War was very good. The first Gears of War is not great. It was I still think it was good. good. They definitely got way yeah. better, but I think the yeah, first one was did. still good. And McPixel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, you got this next one from the Phantom Ages. Phantom Ages writes in and says, Ahoy, TDP crew. Are there any games you think you would have liked more if they came out when you were a child? All of them. Because yeah. I would have had time to play yeah. them. It's a lot of more RPGs for sure. I bet there were some. Yeah. I bet I wouldn't have been into Elden Ring as much. I bet I probably wouldn't have played it as a kid. It would have been too hard. I already would have played all the Xenoblade games because I would have been. I would have had free time. I probably would have played the Xenoblade games for sure. Yeah. True. Yep. Liked more if they came out when I was a child. Yeah, uh, yeah kind of with the everything. <laughs> Well, it's also the fact that, like, as ki- as children, you you just have like more emotions, you know. Yeah, I probably would have been more into Mega Man nine, ten, and eleven because I was super into that shit as a kid. So, like, if those came out back then, I would have been absolutely floored that more of that was coming out. And last question from Lionbeck: What's a game that you really like? you feel that you cannot recommend it to a majority of people because it fills a very particular gameplay mechanic niche or is jank in such a way that you believe only you and very few others would enjoy god hand that's god john's hand. answer i was gonna say dare live extreme beach volleyball but i just think that's a funny yeah. answer more than anything so yeah god hand would be my actual answer uh also anything with tank controls i grew up with tank controls and i absolutely love them because i have the feel for them i don't recommend people that don't have the hang of those to play those games i'll say valhalla or coffee talk you know it's a visual novel but you also have to like make them drinks (laughs) sure That's going to do it for this week's questions again top down perspective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What's your game of the week? Uh, that I played McPixel 3. That I saw the event Gestalt. Nice. I'm going to have to say God of War. I'm also going to say God of War. Two great games, but... And I meant yeah. to say this at the beginning. Some housekeeping. 
The December TDP Plus submission thread is live, so if you would like to submit a game to go on the poll next week, you can do that now on the Patreon. And if you are a TVP listener, our episode about Black Panther Wakanda Forever went up earlier this week. So go give that a listen. Yeah. We will see you guys next week. Thanksgiving episode. Have a good one. Bye.